0: back to The Pineapple Couch with B-Rob, episode 102. We just had the first episode of the Disney Plus series Loki stream this past Tuesday night at midnight, Wednesday for normal people, and as always for MCU content, especially MCU shows. It's been about five to six weeks since we had Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm joined by my good friend, Peter Gonzalez. Peter, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about all things Loki because I know, unlike normal people, we did not wait until Wednesday to watch it. We were watching at midnight.
0: Yep. So Yep. Yep. And I've uh, I watched it a few times. I really like it. It's a good start. So I think that's where we should start. Obviously, spoiler alert now, if you have not seen the first episode of Loki, um, go watch it and then come back. Or if you're a crazy person and just like to get things spoiled, I guess buckle up along for this ride. Uh, but to start it off, Peter, what was your uh, initial, like you finished this episode what was your initial reaction? And I guess we'll do this. How would you compare it to the initial episodes of WandaVision, the first two, and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the first one?
1: I think that's such a, I like how you kind of put it all together because my initial reaction was this show really hit the middle ground between both of them. It had the familiarity of Marvel that we know, but also really leaned into this different vibe. I think that's the word for me that the show really has. It has a vibe that is very Mm -hmm. specific to it. And I just, right off the bat, you're thrust into this world, similarly to WandaVision, unsure of what's happening, but you have that groundedness that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier did so well. Because Loki, again, is more recognizable than Wanda and Vision were, and even more so than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I think it really draws you in right away, and I enjoyed how... I'm sure you caught this, the early callbacks to Iron Man
0: oh, yeah. and the desert. Mm-hmm. Well, what this show does, I agree with everything you just said, and I will say this before I say this, because I, I didn't dislike WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but what Loki did within five minutes just established itself, in my opinion. As it's just on a different level. It's on a different playing field than those shows, and they do this by, obviously, Loki is a much bigger character, then Wanda, Buggy, Falcon, Vision, even though those are great characters. But the thing is, the way they bring in the events of the first Avengers, Avengers Endgame, the shots of the Avengers, it just makes it feel so much more legit right off the bat and makes it just feel like it's so much more integral i guess in the mcu timeline not just a side show not saying that those other two were that but i think loki just brings you in right away of saying oh this is really important and i think i mean i i love this side this was by far the best premiere to me and i think a big part of that is the hiddleston owen wilson combo is going to be unbelievable it's going to be quite a journey so i just rambled a bit but we should just i guess jump well, into. well to episode. go off of what you just yeah. said
1: though i think that in a in a way wandavision and falcon and the winter soldier were more like the appetizer so to speak to get mm-hmm. fans that weren't necessarily mcu fans because i know a lot of my friends that weren't into the mcu watched those shows and subsequently did the binge watching of watching the movies yeah. in order so I think those shows really draw you in through characters that you don't need to have fully connections to. Mm-hmm. And then this one is, is, again, like, everyone's here. Let's do this. These, this is directly connected to the movies, like we just said, Avengers. So I think it, it kind of works in that way, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, totally. It totally does. So let's jump into this uh, initial episode, the season premiere of Loki here. Um, we'll go with just, like, scene by scene, like we've done it for the other shows. I missed writing these a little... Uh... Uh, rundowns. It's a lot of fun to rewatch these episodes and pause every 15 seconds. And I'm not being sarcastic. I actually kind of like it because you catch a little more things, which we did catch some stuff and the internet did that we will be sure to talk about on today's episode. But let's get into it, Loki. Spoiler alert, final one. We're going to the episode. Um, so it's going to start with the opening scenes. We see the events from the time heist in Avengers Endgame that takes place back in New York City in 2012. We see Loki escape with the Tesseract, and he ends up traveling to the Gobi Desert in Mongolia. And like you mentioned earlier, uh, the way he crashes down, such Iron Man 1 vibes of when Tony escapes the cave. So, I I mean, that was just right off the bat a very recognizable MCU thing, and um, I'm glad that they did that. And in a sense, that kind of previews, you know, Iron Man was definitely,
1: you know, a journey from Tony Stark to becoming a hero – so in a sense, this this episode kind of was like Iron Man's journey truncated down to one episode of Loki mm-hmm. in a sense. That's the kind of vibe that I took away from yeah,
0: it. Yeah, like I like that. It's the start of Loki's hero's journey in a way. That's cool. That's a cool way to look at it. Um, and we get a brief interaction of Loki with the people who live there. He has glorious purpose. They're really confused. And then we have the TVA agent show up. And Loki's talking back at them and they identify Loki as a variant and they arrest him for crimes against the secret timeline. Loki tries to get out of it and he ends up getting punched in the face, but the TVA agent slows time down. So it's just as painful, but it's 16 times longer. A badass introduction. I don't know the name of that TVA agent, but I'm sure we'll be seeing her quite a bit in this series because we saw her a lot in this show. Um, And then Loki is taken to the TVA headquarters. And um, anything you want to jump in on before we go into the TVA headquarters, Peter?
1: The one thing that stood out to me, again, also was where he says, I'm burdened with a glorious purpose. Because, Mm -hmm. again, we're really driving home that this is Loki from the Avengers. It's not Loki that's been on the whole journey. He's still got that mentality of a glorious purpose, and he has to do these things. And it's very much Tom Hiddleston just slides right into that mindset of Loki so perfectly.
0: Mm -hmm. Because if you think about this Loki, Peter— obviously like we've said a billion times like he doesn't go through that hero's journey stuff or not even hero's journey just the character arc he literally is at the peak of his evilness and in his in this loki this variant loki's mind he just gets away with it and he slides away he's just like to him this is just another day or another time he's getting away with something so that i don't know it's not like he just lost because he did just lose in avengers but in his mind he got away with it. So he was like, he didn't really lose. So that's how like much of a difference there is. If that makes sense. Totally right there with you. So Loki is taken to the TVA headquarters. We see a scroll and we also see a son of a Goldman Sachs board member. His name's Martin. And I think this is honestly a, a Easter egg or a reference to there's this guy named Martin Schreckelli or something like that. He's just this big douche. And I think he has something to do with, like, pharmaceutical medicine, but he, like, spent so much money and he bought this, like, Wu-Tang I album. I remember that. And yeah. it was, like, unreleased, so he was the only one who could have it, and so everyone just hated him because he bought it and didn't let anyone else listen to it. So I think that might be a little Easter egg at that. But we'll con- we'll carry on. Loki is now, like, he's undressed, put in prisoner clothes, and dropped to a dude who wants Loki to sign for everything he's ever said. He says, What? And he says this is absurd, and he has to sign for those things as well. And then um, next thing he has to do is he has to go through a metal detector. And before he does, he has to confirm that he is not a robot, and he has a soul. Because if he is a robot, he would get vaporized here. And I thought it was a little good, funny Tom Hiddleston moment of, like, what if I am a robot? And Peter, the thing that jumped out to me about this, a lot of people I see, like, Referencing Doombots, Dr. Doom, that sort of thing. Uh, Isn't the Eternals kind of going to be like robots
1: in a way? That's where I'm I'm confused. I feel like there is that possibility that they are going to be in that robot sense, but I almost feel like that's... It's so uncertain what they're going to be or not going to be, which I thought that was an interesting distinction that they made when they were doing that. You have to go through that phase in order to go to the next step.
0: I guess it could be like linked to like an Ultron of some sort maybe I don't know um where are we so now he goes into this like DMV type waiting room and he takes a ticket the guy in front of him Martin doesn't take a ticket but Loki ends up he takes one and we watch a video from Miss Minutes who explains basically the TVA how time works we get a cool animated sequence it's really important so we get basically long ago there was a vast multiversal war that almost destroyed everything The timekeepers came and saved the day by putting all the multiverses in the sacred timeline. Variants are people who go off their predestined path and it creates some sort of nexus event that would lead to madness and a potential multiverse war. Um, And then the TVA created the timekeepers to keep things in order. Um, I will say the biggest thing you should take from all this is one, you should understand basically the, the order of operations here at the TVA, but also the multiversal war they say multiverse and madness, references to Doctor Strange, but they also, multiversal war is basically secret wars. The iconic MCU event where all the different um, superheroes and supervillains from different times are put on Battle World and have to fight in this crazy, crazy war. And that's exactly what I think this multiversal thing, war that they're hinting at, was and that they're going to be building towards here in the MCU.
1: I think that was
0: I think it's so important also to notice that they put that there was a
1: multiversal war at the beginning, which in a sense because in the comics there are two runs of the Secret Wars. It does mm-hmm. happen twice. So I think it was interesting that exactly. You of course you know the dates. I have. Um, <laughs> so then, you know, we start off with that the one existed and then there potential could be another one. And again, the Nexus stood out to me because WandaVision had the Nexus yeah. commercial and Wanda is a Nexus being. And so, correct? That's Yeah, totally yeah, Because so theoretically,
0: yeah. Peter, do you think Wanda could be the one who breaks... The, this is kind of hinting at the possibility because we saw that in the Darkhold and what Agatha was saying. Is Wanda the one who's going to be this Nexus being and creates the multiversal war? You know, I feel like it's going to be a collection of instances that are going to do it. I
1: don't think it'll be just one person. Maybe mm-hmm. one person will feel the burden of it and that kind of is their motivation. But I definitely loved how we had this... Idea in in a cartoon format that felt very you know Flintstones type animation. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. very not what you expect in a Disney Plus show. Marvel necessarily. Yeah. So I thought that was really a rad way to basically introduce everyone to what the TVA is doing, but also it automatically made me have reservations towards the TVA, which I'm sure oh, yeah. we'll get into as we continue.
0: TVA is sketchy. TVA is sketchy. Um. So after the animation sequence the guy in front of loki who didn't take the the ticket martin is vaporized and loki ends up searching his pockets and he grabs his ticket and the loki title sequence begins the next scene takes us to france in the year 1549 and we have owen the first introduction of owen wilson's character mobius and um we find out that some other tva agents are with him and they were looking for some other tva agents who were killed by some sort of variant in a nexus event. And it's the sixth attack like that in the last week. And so let me explain that. Basically, the TVA sends their soldiers, their however you want to describe it, their workers, to various points on the timeline to go take care of, like, how we saw Loki get captured in the beginning of the show. So what they're saying is, Six times in the last week, they've sent people to do that. And something is kill something, someone is killing them. And that's what Owen Wilson, Mobius' character, is investigating here in 1549. Because he points out how the TV agents, by the stab wounds and all that sort of stuff, and how they're on the ground, they clearly had no idea that this was coming. Um, Peter, do you have anything on that?
1: One thing that stood out to me, and... Again, because I, I love to look at the backgrounds and look at what's happening. Obviously, we're made to look at this devil that's in the stained glass, you know, in a church, which is obviously something has been turned upside down, in a sense, because that doesn't belong there. Yeah. But before that, we see a stained glass of Joan of Arc, which I thought was an interesting, maybe Easter egg, again, back, connection back to Wanda. You know, it was it was she was a female figure. Was yeah. considered a witch because they didn't believe her at the time. But again, she had a purpose and a mission. So I think again, maybe that's hinting at the fact that there is gonna that Wanda might be involved with what's coming in the future.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of ties there, and especially a lot of ties with Doctor Strange. And so then what happens is a kid comes in the the doors of this church or whatever, and the TVA agents are freaking out. But Mobius calms him down and goes and talks to him. And he sees that this kid has bubblegum from like the future. And he points at, in Owen Wilson Mobius asks, like, hey, like, who killed these people? Do you know? And the kid points at that devil uh, painting that we saw earlier. And I will like to say that the creators of this show have come out and said that Mephisto will not be showing up. And so, what you take from that thing of the devil is that that devil has horns. And so, that is, I think, a little bit of like, hey, is this Loki? We don't know. That's what I would take from that. Um, And basically what happens after this is uh, somebody comes through a portal and Mobius is alerted of Loki's trial, and he leaves pretty quickly to go get there. And we'll find out why. But he he wants to go investigate this Loki variant trial very quickly, so he leaves the scene of that. Um, And we now go to the TVA courtroom, Peter, where – Judge Ravana Ravona Renslayer, thank you for writing that in. How would you say it?
1: I would say Ravana, but I Renslayer, but I don't Ravonna know Ravana
0: Renslayer. Um, she is like the head judge basically here at the TVA would appear and he she asked Loki how he pleads. Loki says a god doesn't plead and how he wants to go home. She asked if he's guilty. He says yes about being the god of mischief. Yes, he's guilty about finding this tedious. And he said, basically, like, the Avengers should be the ones that answer the crimes of breaking the holy timeline, not him. They're the ones who time traveled. And what we get is pretty interesting here, Peter, of she says the Avengers were supposed to do that. Basically, the only thing that went wrong there was you escaping. But what the Avengers did was supposed to happen. And this show is taking, like, a whole deep-ass conversation into, like, the idea of, like, predestined and how much does choice matter and that sort of thing. Does that make sense? And, like, what do you make of this? I mean, it takes me back to
1: Infinity War when Doctor Strange goes through the millions of possibilities of how they could beat Thanos, and he lands on there's just one potential, which kind of shows, I think, again, that because, again, he was looking at the different Mm timelines that could happen, but that was the only one that worked. So, in a sense, they were supposed to do that, and it was, if you're following this Timekeeper logic them going back in time was part of the sa- excuse me, sacred timeline.
0: Mm-hmm. And the, so the timekeepers, they just dictate the proper flow of time. And Loki is very sus about this, and he's pretty tired of all this shit, and he's still a villain, we got to remember. And he tries to use his powers, but he can't. And he's about to be taken away, killed, basically, because he's d- deemed guilty. When Mobius steps up, and he basically says, like, I I think I know how I could handle this situation. He thinks Loki could be useful. So he calls in basically a, fa- a favor with Ravana Renslayer and um, lets him take Loki, saving Loki from being killed slash erased. And then Peter has something to say. I do. So
1: this whole scene gave me when he was asking to see the timekeepers directly, he wanted to pl- talk to them directly. And the judge basically says, you can't talk to them. They're doing their thing. I'm doing their work that they tell us to do. It gave me very Wizard of Oz vibes. Yep. Which, again, showed up in WandaVision on the movie theater. There was the Wizard of Oz was showing in the Sam Raimi's Wizard. Sam Raimi's Oz, the Great and Powerful. So, again, this whole idea that they're these beings that are, like, behind the curtain type of thing, in a sense, again, leads into the sketchiness of... If there's people are behind the curtain, then who is the person behind the curtain? Mm-hmm. and this person could very well be someone who is using the the time variance authority for nefarious purposes as opposed to this whole idea of protecting the sacred timeline
0: Yeah, I think Kang the Conqueror is running the um t- is the actually the person behind the curtain running the t v a and that this show is going to lead to Mobius Loki and whoever this bad person they're looking for variant versus the TVA and Kang. I think that that would be lit if they went that route.
1: And if we're talking about Kang now, it's like, is the sacred timeline the actual timeline, or is this the timeline that he wants to be the timeline and, and essentially destroy the other timelines?
0: Well, there other is the idea that uh, Kang, so Kang, there's very he's like a time-traveling villain, and there's a lot of different versions of him. So there is the idea that maybe the sacred timeline is the one he chose because that leads to the version of Immortus Kang, which is the like the most powerful Kang where he just controls everything. That's a stretch because we're not there yet, but that's what I would be thinking about. Um, but yeah, the, the the timekeepers they dictate the proper flow of time, and that's what they're doing. And so when they go outside now, Loki and uh, Mobius, they Loki sees the city in this like crazy the craziness of how it looks, like the technology, Star I guess. Wars. Very Star Yes, very Coruscant-esque. Little Cloud City mixed in with that as well. Um, and Loki doesn't even think it's real, and he wants to burn this whole place down. And then Loki says this place is a nightmare, and Mobius says that's another department, but he'd help him burn that down, which I think is an Easter egg reference to the nightmare dimension that Doctor Strange, the villain nightmare, resides in, and that's 100% a reference to that. And also, I feel like it's
1: it's easy to what you just said. Also, I feel like he's going to end up working with Loki against the TVA. So I feel like that's another reference to Mm -hmm. that possibility.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think this uh, Mobius Loki will end up going against the TVA. Um, And so Mobius is taking uh, Loki someplace to talk. Loki thinks the idea of the TVA is absurd. He says um but loki says to mobius like i live within the path i choose i make these decisions and mobius is like sure you do dude come on and so mobius starts asking loki questions and we get this funny interaction between the two of them where mobius tells loki he isn't really a particularly dangerous variant he's more like a pussycat is how he just i think is what he says yeah and so uh that's kind of a hit to L- loki's ego right off the bat and loki goes on about how he should return so he's mobius is asking these questions and basically what we get out of loki is he goes on about how he should return to earth return to his throne because he was born to be he's born to be king he wants to be the ruler of space he is still very much avengers one loki um what did you think of all that
1: i think again we're seeing it's all it's very much that therapy aspect that WandaVision had where he's saying these things out loud for like the first time and being challenged on his ideas like, why do you want to rule? Why space? Why this? And he's starting to see the cracks in his motivation, which I think for someone who just likes to watch the heroes fight each other, you know, explosions, graphics, all that, this can kind of fall flat for them. But if you're like invested in this stuff, this is so cool to see this in a Marvel show, you see in episode one specifically, to see them break apart a character and really expand mm-hmm. so, like, very surgically, but quickly. And you're able to see, again, the hero's journey happening in the matter of minutes.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're just lighting Loki up, they are exposing every flaw in his ways. And I think that something that is apparent, and it's more apparent as this episode goes on, though, is that. You see, and it's great acting by Hiddleston, Peter. It's just you see how he's kind of—he gives these hints of like he knows he's wrong. He has that self-awareness deep, deep, deep down, and it shines through very lit in very small moments sometimes. But I, as the course of this episode, I think he does a very good job with that. So let's carry on. Mobius shows Loki the highlights of his failures, his failures in the Avengers movie. Um, he says how losing is in Loki's nature, and how he how he basically killed Colson, which literally brought the Avengers together like it's almost like he, you're your own worst enemy, you're always destined to lose enough of this. I was born to be king shit you're you were always losing, you're destined to be a loser um we also get um very hard and like real questions from mobius to loki basically saying like do you enjoy killing people do you enjoy murdering people and all this stuff and it makes loki a bit uncomfortable and i think that that's really important we also see that mobius shows us how loki was db cooper of who stole that money off that plane that that i think that happened like the late 70s right peter
1: yeah definitely i think that was that's a kind of a cool tie-in where it kind of ties it in again to like Mm -hmm. modern world and again shows things that were in the timeline that you don't think are in the timeline but are according to marvel
0: yeah and um loki though he gets a little fed up with this he's like dude what what's the point of this what why are you doing this to me like what what the hell and mobius just wants to know how loki ticks you see there it, it's it's a mix of the vibes i get from owen wilson of like three things he's very serious and i think we should take him more seriously than the, the casualness he gives and there's a little part i think also is he's a fan of loki and then the third part is i think he knows he needs to work with this loki and so that he doesn't back down to loki like most people have throughout the years and so i really like that um and i really like too how maybe in a sense by him pushing
1: him and to see what makes him tick why killing pe- people Him trying to discover, is this Loki the same as the variant, which we'll learn at the end of the episode, that is killing people and is going on these missions, just eliminating the TVA. So it's like, I think he kind of wants to differentiate, is this the same person or is there, again, that Mm -hmm. good side to you? Yeah,
0: exactly. He's trying to learn more and more about all the... what. Yeah, exactly what you said. Um, What we see next is Loki kind of freaks out and he goes on this rant about how this whole place is an illusion conjured by the weak to inspire fear and he you can find you see that loki is really against the idea of everything being predestined and his choices not matter that is something that really rocks loki in this episode and really pisses him off and we get the next thing of after loki's kind of still going on and on at mobius (laughs) mobius drops the hammer and he shows what happens to frida loki's mother in thor the dark world and this really fucks with loki it really hurts him and what did you think about this
1: we just continue to really um, reboot Dark World through these yeah, series, I feel Jeez. like. Through the, I think Marvel's really, like, maybe almost purposely, like, you guys didn't necessarily resonate with this movie. Well, this movie is important for these reasons.
0: And it's going to be big in the next Thor, too, because they're bringing Jane Foster back.
1: Yeah, so again, I think they're really <laughs> able to do these course corrections in a way that makes sense and show there were mm-hmm. moments in these movies, in this movie that may not have been the greatest, but that are important going forward. Because, again, I think that him seeing his his adopted mother was such a, a moment of clarity for him that I think that we didn't have necessarily on the Ragnarok route, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and right after all this, Mobius leaves Loki to go deal with the situation. He basically finds out that this variant has they has killed another four TVA officers. And he comes back and we see that Loki has left the room and is trying to escape and there is this quick scene when loki is running around or teleporting around the tva you see someone being brought in and it just looks exactly like peggy carter like it it like i think it is peggy carter but i also like it looks so much like peggy carter that i am like surprised they're not talking about it because that and which makes me think it might not be but it just looks so much like her don't you think peter I have to believe it is. I, ha- I mean, I want to,
1: because, again, that's, that's like, some of the best characters. Like, that's so, again... But, again, we've been through so much these past two Disney Plus shows. It's kind of hard. But yeah. it would make sense that the TBA would have Peggy Carter. I mean, Peggy Carter, essentially, and Cap, did a variation of the timeline when he went back mm-hmm. to stay with her. So, in a sense, why isn't Cap also being hunted by the TVA yeah, that's a good that. point. It so, could are be, we gonna? Go it ahead.
0: could it could be that, but it also could be this upcoming "What If" show that is gonna deal with a lot of like the multiverse, the animated show. We do get a "What If" scenario where Peggy becomes like Captain Britain, so, so maybe, maybe they're, they're tying Britain. it into that. I'm not really sure.
1: It'll be interesting to see because I feel like. Enough of the, but again, so much of the internet is ablaze about this being Peggy Carter, but so much of the internet was determined by Quicksilver and X Men and Uh. all those things. So we'll have to like put like a flag on this, like revisit this. Is this reality? I want it to be selfishly because again, I would love to see Cap also come back in this because I feel like there's room for that. It was nice when we had that glimmer of Cap with the whole I'm Steve Mm -hmm. Rogers thing. I thought that was cool, but. Who knows with this? Yeah, marble, anything can happen.
0: I, I I wanted to be Peggy Carter, but at the same time, I'm not getting my hopes up at all for it to be her, because I'm already hoping that we get Kang in this show. I can't start wishing for multiple things. We're hoping so. for Secret Wars, also. So I yeah. mean,
1: there's a lot of hope already. This is only episode one, y'all.
0: <laughs> Jeez, it's it's gonna be quite a ride, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. um But, so now, Loki, as he's trying to escape, he goes to get the Tesseract, and in a very sobering moment for Loki, he sees that the TVA has a drawer full of Infinity Stones. There are so many Infinity Stones that the guy who works there says some of the guys use the stones as paperweights because they have so many. And you can't use the Infinity Stones here, so they're not powerful. And this is just kind of like a holy shit moment for Loki, and he realizes how crazy powerful this place is compared to basically everything he's used to, including Thanos. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. What did you think
1: of that? My initial thought was, so why did Vision have to die? Why did Natasha have to die? It's like, <laughs> if you have them this here as freaking paperweights, why couldn't you just be like, let me go give you a little something here to kind of help? But again, maybe that's Black the Widow Eternals not helping. Maybe it's the whole, of like, you know, not doing stuff. But again, it's like... It was it was weird to see what we've been believing for the past ten years are the most mm-hmm. powerful things in the universe are just scattered about like no yeah. big deal.
0: And I think that's a great way for Marvel to go forward to kind of distance themselves from the Infinity Stones. Not that I have any any problems with the Infinity Stones, but I just think like they were such a key part of the first fa- like four phases of MCU. That's like, let's go. There's a bunch of different things we can use here. So let's not always go back to that. So like kind of devaluing them for a bit in terms of the multiverse and stuff. I'm fine with for right now. Cause I, I think we could use a little break. Um, he then Loki transports back to the room after seeing how crazy powerful the TVA is. And he watches the rest of his life unfold. You see him crying basically of seeing Odin die and telling his sons, him and Thor, that he loves them. Thor and him and Valkyrie fighting together, Thor talking about how he loves Loki, and that you see that that's really emotional for Loki, and then you get this weird, it's kind of angry, kind of like, fuck this, kind of sad, when he sees how he's getting killed by Thanos, and you got to think about this, because this is right after Avengers, so Loki is seeing like, hey, I just did this for this guy, and he's actually going to be the one that kills me, and it's just a very sober, again, sobering moment for Loki, of him realizing basically that he wasn't, that all that shit he tried to convince himself of, of being destined to be this, destined to be that, he is owed this, is not necessarily true. And this is when he, the the glass kind of breaks and he realizes it.
1: I think it was such a moment, too, of like, if you've rewatched the show like we did, you know, to get caught up and whatnot, but for him, for to see the character, which you don't really get to see, a character can sort of see what they go through, and then realize that there was something in them they necessarily didn't agree with. I think I think the conversation with Thor from the elevator really also resonated with him because it really let him see a side to himself that he hasn't reached yet. Mm-hmm. And I think culminating those emotions with the anger of being, you know, essentially killed again and failing against Thanos, I think, really is what sparks for him something.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And right after this. The main TVA soldier, bounty hunter lady comes in and she's going to try and kill or erase Loki. And we see how Loki, that guy, the god of mischief, he's already figuring out. He already got away from Mobius, but this dude's smart. And he already knows how to take out the gnarliest TVA agent. And he kind of flips the situation on her, transports her somewhere else, gets the neck thing off himself. And um, then he kind of just sits down and it's just... It's again, it's this moment of holy crap, everything I knew was a lie. Everything I thought I knew. I'm such an ant, essentially. He treats people like ants and avengers, and now this is the complete one eighty of you're an ant, actually. And it's this very sobering moment. And I think in a sense
1: it calls back to his repeated line of the uh, birded with glorious purpose. Mm-hmm. When he then he sees that he never accomplishes a glorious purpose. But in a sense, now with the TVA, he's being offered this chance to do something that may be his timeline of what a glorious purpose is, even if it's not what he originally envisioned to be that purpose.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so we get a good um, a good moment from Loki kind of admitting some of this stuff next when Mobius finds Loki when he's sitting down and Loki says that he doesn't enjoy hurting people. He doesn't enjoy murdering. He does it because he has to, because it's a part of the illusion. The cruel, elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear. It's exactly what he was accusing the TVA of earlier in this episode, accusing Mobius of, is actually what, how Loki feels. He's very insecure. And I thought that I, I thought this was powerful. I thought this was really cool.
1: It was such a full circle moment to that callback of him accusing the TVA. Because, again, it is that sense of denial. And, again, you have that therapy lens to kind of look at this through where it's like you're, den- you're in denial about things about yourself. But through looking at all of this and unpacking things, are kind of like, oh shit, this is actually me. This is why I do what I do. And I've never been forced to address it. And I've never had to like put in the work to figure out what this is. So again, you have here what we both ranked as our number one villain a couple weeks ago is now, in the span of 51 minutes or so, gone through so much of a journey... In a way that didn't feel like it was rushed or, like, Mm -hmm. super slow either. It was just like, here's what you're going through, own up to it, and now let's move forward.
0: They did—what's interesting is the whole—you know the Christmas Carol thing where Scrooge goes and looks at all the stuff? That's essentially, like, what Loki does, and those types of stories are so common of, like, you looking on your past mistakes to learn something— and they t- they're they so common to the point where they kind of bores me now. But I thought the way they did it with Loki was a little different, I guess. I don't know. I thought it just – it it worked a lot better than the typical, hey, look at all the things you've done bad. Now let's convince you to be good. I thought it meant more. And that's probably because we've seen the, like, the journey Loki goes on. And so we have a little more faith that he could eventually get to this point. Um, but it
1: kind of also gave me It's a Wonderful Life type of vibes because it was like had Loki not – seen these things he's not going to be able to go forth and realize he does have to be a part of certain things to make things better
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i I think that's a good point i'm with you on that um well and we get that this episode is basically ending though peter with mobius telling loki about the variant that's killing all their men is a version of loki which we kind of expected from the tease earlier in the episode we see this variant burn four tva soldiers to death again and so this is a version of loki um and this is not breaking news what i'm about to say it has been in all the trailers it's just out there i'm pretty sure this is gonna be lady loki who this variant of loki that's who we will be getting i forget the actress's name but she's been cast in this show and it's like known so i think that that is who this loki will be As for why she's so angry, what everything's going on, I don't know. And I'm very interested to where this show is going, Peter, because, yeah, I have a little idea in my head of what things could happen, but then I also have no idea. Like, I have no idea what this variant of Loki is up to, Lady Loki, and I'm very curious to see where that goes. What do you have on this? I think what stood out to me
1: in speaking to that point is in the scene with with the soul detector, robot detector thing, his chart does say under sex that it's fluid. So mm-hmm. again, this is something which is in the comics and it's not necessarily been addressed in the MCU version. So in a sense, this is, again, mischief happening through Loki. Mm-hmm. But in him having to go that route as opposed to the traditional Loki does kind of lend itself to the why. The why is this happening now? And I mm-hmm. think it really opens up the storytelling ability because you did have vision versus white vision, which was fine and cool, but this is more like Loki versus another version of Loki. It's more layered, I think. Mm
0: -hmm. And we're gonna be seeing a lot of different versions of Loki, I would imagine, throughout this show. But I am the most curious about this antagonist Loki, I guess, and we'll um, we'll see what they bring into it. I think it's pretty exciting um anything else on theories that you have going forward first episodes usually aren't like the longest because we're still getting information and they basically they dropped to the select media the first two episodes so a lot of people have seen that so I kind of like with WandaVision the first three I didn't think we would get anything too crazy um so I guess Peter what do you think we're going to see next week
1: I think we're going to delve more into the TVA and I think that that's I think originally, when we talked a couple weeks ago, I was hesitant about branding the TVA as a big bad again because we have had S.W.O.R.D. and we have had the people that were just, uh, in Falcon the Winter Soldier, the people the Flag Smashers hated, whose name is escaping me. But we had this authority figures that were doing things that weren't correct. But here I feel like it's a less, structured format if we are taking the tva as a big bad i think again mm-hmm. it will lend itself more to that wizard of oz ask, the man yeah. behind the curtain and, and really allow us to really it, expand upon
0: that yeah and it'll be less like shield or sword corruption i think if the tva is up to no good because i think we actually have like a super villain like kang being the one pulling the strings if which makes it a little different and a little more dynamic And I think what also stands out is
1: that from the interviews and everything, the showrunners have said that this show is the one that is going to have the most implications going forward into what is happening. And again, this is the same writer who is doing Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. So again, we're having those connections that are able to come in from the same... When they work together, it's great, but when it's the same person carrying out a vision, I think it really works. And I think that this show... Does something that maybe Wandavision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier didn't do as much, where I feel like nothing is wasted, like yeah. everything, every visual is so specifically and tonally like important. Like the vibe is so necessary to see all the little things in the background, all the things going on have a purpose, and it's mm-hmm. again lends itself to the rewatching that Wandavision did more than Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but again in a different way where it's very grounded.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see exactly what what you're thinking. Uh, As for uh, what I think we're going to see in the next episode, we can wrap up with this, is what what I would bank on is I think we'll see a little bit more about Mobius, the character, and his relationship with the TVA, further planting seeds of doubt in him and us of his faith in the TVA and our faith in the TVA, and maybe Loki helps him realize this, so I think we'll start to see the seeds of that. And then I do think we will see Lady Loki. I don't know if we'll, like, get all the information on her, but I do think we will see her at least.
1: I think that's an interesting theory. I almost feel like, though, that's something that, depending on how much of a weight it'll have towards the overarching story, if it'll take place Episode 2, or we'll just start to see hints in Episode 2, and then maybe Episode 3, which is mid-season, we see more of those revelations, Or we go completely, excuse me, the whole Agatha route where the penultimate episode is like, this is why Mobius is at the TVA, hates the TVA, etc. Here's your villain. So it could go either way. But again, this show, while being similar to the other ones, is such a specific vibe. Even Mm -hmm. the music on here is very, just very rad the way it's approaching things.
0: Yeah, it's got a little like uh, mystery thriller vibe to it with obviously the comedy of Loki and Owen Wilson. Um, a very good first episode. The best first episode on Disney Plus so far. Um, looking forward to next week's episode. If you guys have any theories or anything like that, send them our way and we'll talk about it next week on the show. Um, Peter, anything else before we wrap up on the first episode of Loki?
1: I feel like this show... More so than Falcon the Winter Soldier is the one where you're gonna be rewatching a couple times during the week. You're gonna be thinking about things yeah. more along the lines of WandaVision, where you and I are gonna send random text messages throughout the day or even mm-hmm. like they'll be at like a three AM text message of like this is happening. Yep. Whereas the other one was more like more movie, like let's enjoy the movie. This is more like immersive experience. And I'm excited to kind of get back into that sort of ride.
0: We all get to become internet detectives again, which is always a good time. Um, So Peter, thank you so much for joining. Uh, We'll be back next week for episode two. This has been the pineapple couch with Bureau. Talk to everybody later.